listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. In the dark days, don't lose hope. It was maybe a preacher or a fellow mom, but they always brought me to the verse, Joshua 1, 9, always be strong and courageous. And that's what I've always relied on. Hey, be strong, and when you're not, we've got you. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. My guest today is Julie West, and Julie and her husband are parents to Clara, who came into their family through adoption. They are very active in the Down Syndrome Association of Middle Tennessee and love to help and support other families who have just received a diagnosis of Down Syndrome. I know you'll enjoy getting to meet Julie. So here's the conversation I had with Julie West. Hey, Julie, thanks so much for joining us today for the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about you and your daughter and know more about your family. So I know um, your sweet daughter, Clara, came to you and be part of your family through adoption. So tell us a little bit about that journey. All right. So long story short, Brian and I had fertility issues. So we had gone all through everything we could think of. We were close to doing IVF and we knew it was flipping a coin for IVF. So we're like, do we spend the money for an if or do we just give up? So we had just started talking about adoption just between the two of us when God stepped in. Mm. And what happened was through friends at church, they knew of a child in Indianapolis that was, had been conceived. Mama couldn't take care of it. Her parents couldn't take care of her. So we knew in the early days, you know, shortly after she found out she was pregnant, um, and God told us through friends saying, if you want her, she's yours, mm. but you have to act fast. So in three days, we made a decision. We want to keep her. She did. The mom did the, the testing because she was older. She was 39 at the time and found out we had potential for Down syndrome. So they called to us again. Do you want her? This is what could happen. This is what, you know, these are your options. So we talked, we prayed. Didn't take much effort. She has to have a mom. Mm -hmm. She has to have a dad. We want to be that voice. Mm -hmm. So 40 weeks later. Oh, wow. We are racing up to uh, Indiana and to meet our sweet girl. Mm. Wow. And so you knew in advance, obviously, that she was going to have Down syndrome when she we was did. born. We and did. so so how did that impact your decision or did it impact your decision? It really didn't. It, we hadn't had any experience with special needs mm-hmm. up until that point, but we were game to try. You know, God put her into our lives for a reason, and we had just had to trust. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked on everything we needed that could possibly happen. It was always provided because mm-hmm. we'd get worried here and there of natural parents. And Clara was spent two weeks in NICU, and so we're worried, how are we going to pay for that? How are you? 
Right. Everything was provided. Mm. So sweet. And so, you know, think back to those early days, you know, you're in the NICU, you've, you've got a daughter, you're, you're not in your hometown, you've driven somewhere else um, to be a part of her birth. And so what was that like for you in those early days um, after her birth and then spending time in the NICU? Honestly, it, we were numb when we got sent to NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, Clara had a lazy stomach. She we were we missed her birth by about an hour. And what happened was she had the cord wrapped around her throat mm-hmm. and her arm. So they're like, do you want to wait? Do you want to? We're like, take care of the kid and the mom. Mm-hmm. We'll get there when we get there. Right. Um, and because they ended up giving the mom morphine to for an emergency C-section, her stomach was lazy. So we spent a week. We're about to be discharged. Had a bradycardia. So which cost us a second week in NICU. Um, but the people there are wonderful. We made great friends through Ronald McDonald House that we still keep up with today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just helped give her a schedule that she desperately needed. And at the same time, Train does as well. Um, Riley in Indianapolis is an amazing hospital. Um, and we're very thankful that they were there for us. Yeah. Well, so you've got this beautiful daughter. Tell us a little bit about her. How old is she now? What um, does she enjoy doing? And what? tell us about sweet Clara. Clara is nine. She'll be 10 in May. And of course, she thinks she's 16, 17. <laughs> some of her, her sass. Yeah. She <laughs> loves taking her picture. And I know people see her at CG's and because she just loves and just adores having her pictures and being doted on because... We we kind of spoiled her with a good friend of ours who's a photographer, uh, Paper Dolls Photography, who has a daughter that's 30 days from, um, older than Clara and also has Down syndrome. And the two became instant friends as soon as they met. Um, so we see our friends for, for pictures there, which there's a couple of pictures hanging up in CG's. Mm from some of those sessions, but she just, I think if she really wanted to, she could be a model if she wants, if that's what she wants to do later in life. Well, you mentioned CG. CG is a mutual friend of ours who owns a boutique here in town and uh, is also serves on our board of directors here at Rising Above. And I've seen, you know, photos of your sweet girl on Instagram modeling for CG. And um, it's so so sweet. You know, she lights up a room when she, she does. when she comes in. And so what is it that you hope people see in your daughter when they see her, when they see those pictures on Instagram, when they see the photos, you know, around what at CGs and other places, what do you hope they see? I hope they see her as who she is. They look past whatever diagnosis or behavior or, you know, look past what we see with her eyes and look at her with her heart. Mm-hmm. She she loves people. She She's a social butterfly through and through. Um, and like most kids, she gets overstimulated and will act out right. accordingly. But if she, if she wants to be a doctor or whatever, give her the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to achieve her dreams because she's like you and me. Mm-hmm. We have wants, we have dreams. Right. And ideas for our own future. 
And so, what do you think? What do you? What are your hopes and dreams for her future? You know, you know, you want her to have her hopes and dreams, but as her mom, what are what are some of the things you hope and dream for her? I want what she wants. I, I want her to thrive. I want her to be able to do accomplish whatever she wants. It whether it be modeling, horseback riding. I I want her to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so, when you look at your sweet girl, what do you love most about her? What is it that just just uh, you know, makes your mama's heart smile when you when you think of your sweet girl. What is it you love most about her? Her loving heart. She she loves to pray. Mm. You give her an opportunity to play for somebody, and twenty minutes later, she may be wrapping it up. Um, I've seen her hold her hand out in church and pray for everybody, every soul mm. in that building. Mm. Um, and it's an amazing it, it's it's amazing to watch her. She's the first one to run to a child that's fallen. Mm. Um, she's the first one to try to comfort somebody. And I hope she continues to grow that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't you love that about our kids that they just have such pure hearts? Absolutely. They seem to feel more like you have the standard of, you know, levels 10 and whatnot of I have these feelings. But with our kids, they seem to be amplified. Mm-hmm. They go, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 is where she's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a joy. And so how do people respond to her at church? You know, when she's praying for them, what is the response that um, most people give her when when she's showing that heart that she has for them? You see a lot of grins. Of course, she acts like she owns the place most of the time. <laughs> um, but they'll just look at her and then they look at their watch like, yep, she's still going. <laughs> said, just give her a minute. She'll wrap it up. God knows what she's saying. That's so, so sweet. Well, how has Clara being your daughter, how's that impacted and changed you and the, your journey? You know, maybe you, I know for me, I had hopes and dreams of what I thought my life was going to look like. And then God had completely different plans. So how has being Clara's mom changed maybe the course of your life or impacted your journey? I've had to rely on God more often mm-hmm. than not because, you know, the path seems like it should be smooth and and even and easy to transfer, but it's really not. Our path mm-hmm. is bumpy and rocks and there's all sorts of obstacles that get thrown in the way, but with God, all thing is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how how's it impacted your faith journey then? You said you counted trust more in God now. Has it deepened your faith and trust? And Absolutely. Because um, if we don't have that trust, you can't really get, it's hard to get to tomorrow if you don't have mm-hmm. that trust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some of the things your family enjoys doing together? I know it's you and your husband. Is it is it the three of you all? Just the three of you and your It's the three of us and a dog. And a dog. <laughs> yes. And the dog. And so what do you what do you enjoy doing together as a family? We we enjoy going on adventures when we aren't, you know, Clara's social calendar. Mm. Um, you know, we go on vacation, you know, the standard vacations. We travel to Chattanooga periodically. Uh, most Saturdays you'll find is it CGs and the exceptional bean. <laughs> there you go. And the exceptional bean, explain what the exceptional bean is. We've had CG and Michael both on the show, but it's really neat because the exceptional bean is right there in the same parking lot where CGs, where the boutique is. But tell about the exceptional bean. And I, I suspect Clara wants to work there someday. I feel quite certain. Of course, we used to run a coffee shop at church, so she okay. understands the coffee. 
Yeah. Uh, but the Exceptional Bean is a wonderful coffee shop. If nobody's been there, they definitely need to check it out. Um, the the individuals, they they all have some type of special need. And they are special and we love every single one of them. Yeah, so it's a coffee shop here in our town that's run by C.G. and Michael C.G. England. Michael. Yeah, and um, our friends with with disabilities work there and it's just so beautiful. And our, our moms from... Um, from our coffee talk group, go there twice a month and have coffee together. And it's just such a joy to be there. And and I know you are here locally with us, I believe. Are you here in Cookville? I am. I am. You're here in Cookville too. And so you all are part of our Rising Above Local community and come to our worship night that we host. And how has that been impactful for your family to have? I mean, we have such a great community here with so many resources and so many things for families to do. How has that been a help for your family? It takes a village with our kids, uh, with Rising Above, with DSAMT that we're also a part of. We can't do it alone. And it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of fellow parents. Hey, my kid is doing X, Y, Z. Have you seen this before? Or, um, and most of these these individuals on our path have become family. Mm -hmm. So being able to see her light up at a sensory friendly service or hang out with peers just like her is a beautiful thing just because Mm -hmm. it is opening her up further. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it a little bit, but I know you and your husband are very active um, in the Down Syndrome Association of Middle Tennessee. So Tell us about that, how you became part of that, what you all do there, and uh, share a little bit about Down Syndrome Association of Middle Tennessee. We are an organization that covers 40 counties of Middle Tennessee. Uh, Wonderful ladies up in Hermitage that, you know, support us and what we do, but they provide education, advocacy, support, and all sorts of wonderful activities. And what Brian and I do do was we realized or our director Alicia realized that her staff can't do it alone. We have mm-hmm. 40 counties and it's a wide area. So they had the brain idea of what if we send people out, we give them the resources they need through each county, do activities because we can't bring our parents all the way to Nashville right all the time. We need something kind of local. So she approached us saying, "Hey, would you be interested? And like most things in our life, we're like, okay, God, is this what you want? Mm-hmm. And it's usually a quick yes, we'll, we'll comply because it is needed and it's nice to have. So mm-hmm. Brian and I are county connectors for the Upper Cumberland. We handle Cookville and all the surrounding areas. And so tell me about, I was reading some of the information that you sent me. Um, tell me about the sunshine bags. What are they? And all right, so we have... T- we have the sunshine bag, and that is, you've, we've got a family that they're in the hospital, they're having a bad heart, you know, a bad time right now. They just need that uplifting moment of, hey, I see you, we're mm-hmm. here for you, let us get you a meal, a cup of coffee, what can we do to help you? And I know Clara had her tonsils out last year, and they were quick to, hey, let us send you food for the night, mm-hmm. because we know this is... Yes. Not an easy task. So that's where the sunshine bag comes in. Just that 
let's bring a smile to our kids and families' faces. That's great. What else do you all do? Do you get together and have activities and just to offer encouragement? Yeah, we do. Um, last February, I had a uh, a mom's knitting and coffee session. Okay, didn't know how to knit, but. I was going to say, I would be clueless on that one. I'm not quite sure how I would do it at an event like that. But you were clueless as well, huh? I was clueless as well. Okay. I'm assuming you brought someone in. I did. I brought another mom with, she has a child with Down syndrome, and she was fortunate enough to teach us at least some stuff. There you uh, go. Have you have you knitted since? That's my question. Have you knitted since that time? I still have it going. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that that'll work. Yeah. Um, that is great. This fall we've got um extraordinary fishing, and that'll be in September, I believe. We've teamed up with the city city of Monterey for up at uh Meadow Lake Park to teach our kids how to fish. I've got net minders and they'll pair up each of our kids with a fisherman. So the parents can sit back or they can join their child, but it's just a good fun of we're fishing. We're having time with one another, no technology. It's just us and the elements. That's great. And and I'm sure that being part of this network, part of this community of other fellow parents has been so helpful for you and your husband. How has this, how has being in this community helped you on this journey as you as you raise your daughter? They've helped us for anywhere from IEP meetings to, um, hey, you're not alone. We see you. And, and it's support that a parent needs mm-hmm. because you feel like you're floundering and am I doing it right? And uh, is this how it's supposed to look? What can we do to make it better? But it's nice to have our family of friends that can hold us up when days feel really dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how have you seen it impact the families that you've come across, the families that you've gone out to love and serve alongside with and, and encourage? We see them light up. Um, we have a first call program with DSAMT and we have a mom or a dad. They just got a diagnosis either at birth or, you know, along the pregnancy that they can call and they'll get paired up with another set of parents that may have similar issues. So it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of these families and say, Mm -hmm. hey, I know it's scary, but first off, we say congratulations because a new baby is a wonderful Mm -hmm. thing. And you're not alone. Yes, there's going to be trials, but that's anybody. We don't know what the future holds. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've had those meetings where you've sat down across from a parent or been on the phone and they've just, like you said, just gotten that diagnosis. And what's something you've shared with them or what's something that someone shared with you when you first found out that helped you on your journey as you've cared for your daughter, especially in those early days? Those early days, it doesn't hurt to ask questions. If if you're ever afraid of my child is limber, it's they're not breathing, you know, each child has a different ailment. Clara, we're fortunate with Clara. She only had a small hole in her heart, which eventually closed up on its own. But in the dark days, don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was maybe a preacher or a fellow mom or something, but they always brought me to the verse, uh, Joshua 1, 9, always be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've all I've always relied on and tried to, hey, be strong. And when you're not, mm-hmm. we've got you. Mm. 
That's so helpful. When you know those early days, especially, it's so overwhelming, and uh, you don't know what to do. And so to to have other people who can who've already gone down the path, I always love it because I've always had someone a few years ahead of me that I can go to. Even now that my son's an adult, you know, I still have friends who are several years ahead of me that if I have questions, I can go to them and say, "How did you navigate?" this situation or how did you handle this insurance question? And I think it's so important to have those people along the the whole journey to help us navigate these things that we've never encountered before. Um, And you shared on your guest information that we always send out information to our guests who are going to be on the show and ask, hey, what is it you want to make sure we talk about? What is it you want to make sure we know? And you had written, you said, being a special needs parent with any diagnosis can be a lonely and daunting task, but it can also be rewarding. Celebrate the extraordinary. And so my question to you is, how do you and your husband and your daughter, Clara, celebrate the extraordinary in your family? We take pictures. We give high fives. Ah. We we model at CGs. Mm Mm-hmm. We look at life through her eyes and not ours. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing when you can look at a bug and not realize, hey, it it's just bouncing. You know, it's not just a normal bug. To her, everything is new and exciting mm-hmm. and amazing. So we celebrate those those little bitty milestones of she learned how to put her shoes on finally or, mm-hmm. you know, we're finally hitting that potty training stage mm-hmm. that we may break it. So every little thing we celebrate. Yeah, it's so huge and so important to do that because it's so easy to focus on just the hard, to only see how hard and challenging this journey is. But it's so important to celebrate. Even, you know, some people would look and go, well, yeah, most kids learn how to tie their shoes. But for our kids, that is monumental. And, you know, celebrating all those those steps and along the path are so huge. It really is. Yeah. I mean, she came yelling out the other day, I pottied in the potty. <laughs> We're like, yay. Way to, yeah. It's so exciting. Any, any, <laughs> any, any milestone just makes our mama's heart so, so happy. So, you know, I know you've been on this journey. She's nine now. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some ways that you have risen above your circumstances and learned to find joy in your story? Some of those times have been hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we currently have issues with hair pulling. Mm. She gets overstimulated and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whoever's close may get a plug yanked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find that light in 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 the tunnel mm-hmm. to focus on. And and we know when we listen and we're quiet, we just say, we hear, be still, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um through those times to help rise above, just be still and hang on tight. Mm-hmm. God will get us through every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story, part of your story with us. You, you're nine years in. We'll have to have you back at another time once you're <laughs> further down the path and experiencing new things. But um, I look forward to seeing you at Rising Above Local events mm-hmm. and just appreciate you taking your time to be with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, 
visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.